And now I'd like to share a prayer by Lynn Cox. A web of holy relationships. Spirit of life who draws us together in a web of holy relationships. Make your presence known with us and in us and among us. Remind us that we are not alone in history. Ignite us with the courage of the living tradition. Remind us that we are not alone in entering the future. Anchor us with patience and perseverance. Remind us that we are not alone in our times of grief and pain. Comfort us with your spirit, manifest in human hands and voices. Remind us that we are not alone in joy and wonder. Inspire us to honor and extend the beauty we find in this world. Divine music of the universe, let our hearts beat in diverse and harmonious rhythms, cooperating with an everlasting dance of love. May we move with the rhythms of peace. May we move with the rhythms of compassion. May we move with the rhythms of justice source of stars and planets and water and land, open our hearts to all of our neighbors. Open our souls to a renewal of faith. Open our hands to join together in the work ahead. So may it be, blessed be, amen. My name is Rachel Wade Harper, and I have the great honor and pleasure to introduce our guest speaker. Nathaniel Hawker is an aspirant for UU Community Ministry, currently attending Chicago Theological Seminary. He received both a bachelor's and master's degree in architecture from the University of Kentucky School of Design prior to seminary. He was born in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and currently lives in Lexington, Kentucky with his partner, Chad Sailors, and dog, Mika Chase. Nathan and his partner have been members of UUCL since April 14th of 2019. Welcome, Nathaniel. Rachel, thank you so much. Well, good morning, UUCL. I am honored to be with you this morning amongst kindred spirits and family in love and in grace and in this virtual space that has become all too familiar. Yet I hope this will fade as we approach the coming year, amen. We also wanna send our love and our condolences to our siblings in Nashville, Tennessee this morning who have recently endured a bombing on Christmas Day. Our prayers and our thoughts are with them in this time. 2020 has proven to be one of the toughest 
trials for all of us. This year, though it is not finished, has certainly taught me three aspects about our faith. It does not always bring us out of a bad circumstance. Rather, it takes us through it. It doesn't always alleviate the pain, yet it gives us the strength to endure it. And finally, faith does not bring us out of a storm. It provides the calm as we weather it. Talk about a wake-up call. Apparently, what I thought I knew about faith was only a mere dusting of its actual miracle-working power. And though faith does not mount to a mere formula, it continues to teach me new lessons each passing day. As we consider what the future might hold to overcoming pandemic, dealing with how to face and clean up the residue of current politics, how we continue to aid embattled cultures among us, we might begin to revisit and rekindle our faith we might consider that faith is the language of the heart, a language that is the water that quenches parched souls. All of us in this room today are very much aware of this story, a story of a woman who was so bold to escape a despicable circumstance, so bold to use her faith to define a path forward for both her and her children. She acted in faith when there was no guarantee, no certainty. And when I think of a person who to this day sustains a faith so big, so beautiful, I think of one Anna Mae Bullock, known to the public as Tina Turner. She was born during the Great Depression in Brownsville, Tennessee in 1939, and raised in the nearby town of Nutbush, Tennessee. The Spartan town was the subject of her 1973 hit song, Nutbush City Limits. This song describes the town as only having a church house, a gin house, schoolhouse, and outhouse, right? Moreover, she would suffer from having to endure racism and sexism her whole life. They were common features of everyday life for black people then and still are today. Tina did not falter in her pursuit to overcoming adversity. In fact, her experiences taught her an early lesson. She says this, if there's one thing I've learned it's that encountering adversity, as I have, isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's what we make of it, how we use it to shape ourselves and our futures that ultimately determines our success and happiness. In 1960, she meets Ike Turner, and together they form the Ike and Tina Turner Review. 
Two years later, they would be married and move their combined family of four children to California. What happened next is a familiar part of Turner's biography. Tina and Ike forged a musical group known for their dynamic performance style and professionalism. Personally, however, their relationship was marked by codependency and abuse, drugs, and unhappiness. Less familiar is how, during this time, she was introduced to Soka Gakkai Nichiren Buddhism, or how she developed her spiritual practice. Initially under her husband's threatening eye, often having to practice in secret and facing the threat of his violent abuse whenever he caught her. She explains how the practice of chanting empowered her and gave her the strength to leave both her husband and their band in 1976. She would chant for up to four hours per day, despite the fear of, uh, of facing his assault and further ridicule. The practice of Soka Gakkai Nichiren Buddhism includes a signature chant, Nam Miyoho Renge Kyo, known as the Daimoku, meaning to turn poison into medicine. How beautiful is that? It's fantastic. Not to mention for nearly 50 years, Tina has used Nichiren Buddhist practice to overcome every obstacle, no matter the extent. Her rise to fame, the obstacles she faced and her comeback in the eighties are well known. Less understood, however, is her relationship to her faith. It is her not only maintaining faith, but sustaining an active faith, a faith that has certainly seen her through adverse times where she thought she would die even. Turner discusses the story that we know often, but within her story, she also shows us how her early attention to spirituality and later her Buddhist faith supported her throughout her life. It continues to. Her story is nothing short of amazing. And like Tina Turner, I would ask this, what's faith got to do with it? Well, I'll explain, thanks for asking. Faith is an expression of hope. Hope for something better, more than a mere wish. It is closely related to belief, but not quite. While a belief is rooted in the mind, faith is based in the heart. As the world is full of ugliness, brutality, and injustices, there is also tenderness kindness and concern that takes the bigger part of our hearts. So I would say faith has much to do with it. The story also reveals to us two key points essential for us as people of faith. 
Number one, regardless of our circumstances, our faith will consistently be tested. And number two, maintaining an active faith aids in shaping the results that we do not often anticipate, often for the better. Furthermore, faith requires work. And though faith is not a special sort of human work, nor is it a divine work, maintenance of our faith is required. In my own life, like Tina Turner's, I too am familiar with abuse, consistent ridicule and bullying, being told I would, I would never make it, consistently made to feel small, a life that I did not want and feared just the same. I was forced to survive. And what got me through it is now what I cannot let go of today, my faith. It was difficult to maintain faith during that rough period of my life, I must say. And certainly tough to trust in the good when every facet of my circumstance seemed unnecessarily challenging or just plain rotten. It was in that time, however, that I learned that faith was most important. It served as a life raft and what I saw as an endless horizon of despair. And where there seemed no aid was in sight for me, there was indeed salvation waiting to greet me. Where my life seemed barren and empty, faith was plentiful. Within the Hebrew Bible, the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1, it says this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I say this, faith is the tool needed when all others are dull and simply will not cut it. I'll repeat that. Faith is the tool needed when all others are dull and simply will not cut it. You know, this year I have asked so many questions, many of which I could not find answers for. But as I am now in the delivery of this message today, I am more aware of what those answers are. And some of those questions that I was asking are these. How do we keep ourselves from being overwhelmed? Faith. How do we keep our spirits from sinking into the pain and staying there? Faith. How do we keep ourselves going and motivated? Faith. How do we link with others in our efforts to maintaining mental stability? Faith. 
What seemed so unclear at the times I was asking these questions was right in front of me the whole time. And yet it is amazing that what most often seems so far out of our reach are in the moments of traversing the desert on the verge of surrender. The help we so desire is often embedded in what we hold so close, what we already know. And with that said, as we near the end of what has been deemed a terrible year, and while we know that challenges will continue to arise, perhaps we might observe that 2020 as, is a year of constant teaching, countless lessons. Namely, as we find ourselves in the thick of political battles, a rise in racism and murder, so-called liberators on the wrong side of understanding, all of these things that are life-halting and mind-numbing as they are, easing through them is possible with faith. My prayer for 2021 is that it will be better, that it will yield an even greater hope for mankind, that it will guide us closer to justice for all. As I draw toward a closing today, I want to remind all of you that the faith we hold is a faith that stands firm, even in the face of uncertainty, no matter what may come. It is a faith that overcomes the world. The faith I know Unitarian Universalism to be is an effective faith that puts things into perspective and reminds us of the strength that we possess, the blessings that we have, and of the wholeness that is possible even amidst a broken world. Just like a tree that is planted by the waters, our faith cannot be shaken. And in the words of our beloved sister in Nichiren Buddhism, Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, may we witness the poisons of the world turn into the healing medicine we so desperately need. And may our faith, whatever that means for each one of you, carry us through the remainder of 2020 and throughout 2021. Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year, and blessed be.